Bones. Hey, kid. What's going on, pal? Just sitting here in my closet. You know what? What's up? How ready do you feel right now? I'm game day ready. Game day ready? I'm game day ready. You got your little pregame meal in. You got some little warm-ups done. You ready to... (laughs) I got... I got... I got the hot finger. I got hot fingers for my mom because it's cold out here. <laughs> I got hot toes in my cleats because it's cold out here. I got, she got me almond, a bag of almonds and a juicy box. And you know what time it is? Chicken nugget time. It's time to fucking go. To chicken nugget town. <laughs> right? That's what you said. We're getting chicken nuggets after the game. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Win or lose, pal, your mom will take you out. I hope so. Nah, but seriously, we like winners around here. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) This is the worst beginning we've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) You went a weird direction with it. Yeah, I didn't know. I was trying to sound like Han Solo at first. Um, <laughs> and that didn't work. No. Clearly, because you, you didn't get it at all. I went, no, hey, I didn't pick up on that at all. <laughs> hey, kid. Yeah, wow. A it good blaster's me. not any match for hokey religion and spacemen. <laughs> well, he says something like that, doesn't he? Yeah, he says, hokey religion's no match for good blaster at your side. Kid. Yeah, you know that gets me is they're pretty much the same age. Who does he think he is calling him a kid all the time? I don't know. Harrison Ford was like thirty-one, and Mark Hamill was nineteen. So that's not the same age, but it seemed like they were. It seemed like it. Yeah, Harrison Ford's dashing good looks threw us yeah. off. Yeah, a maturity level. Uh, I mean, one kid's got a lightsaber, another guy's got a whole ship, but the maturity level seems like it, it's leaning in Luke's favor. Well, he is supposed to be a Jedi, although he is kind of a whiny little bitch when we first meet him. All the Skywalkers are. Sure. I mean, Skywalker, it's a pandemic, and the Skywalker family is to be whiny. Yeah. Uh, And it doesn't stop either. You'd think it would stop. And now Ray wants to be a Skywalker. I mean, they can write whatever they want, but I suppose she was never whiny, so she doesn't fit. You have to be whiny. It's a prerequisite. Yeah, she's not very. Yeah, no, you're right. And then the at, whole thing's back as the Skywalkers grow up and mature, they have a much different mindset and they're much more composed. Isn't it strange how that happens, though? Because truly, Luke does a complete 180 between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, and then Return of the Jedi is, is even further yeah. down the, the wormhole of. Uh, stoicism he just almost. exudes that yeah calm confidence yep yeah whereas anakin how old was anakin in revenge of the sith dude i think he, he's like 25 24 okay so a lot older than when luke started his transformation to become a jedi but you would think anakin <laughs> would start to exude some of that stoicism 
Annie agrees. I, She's pissed. Yeah. Stoicism to like, okay, I, I can see through the lies of Palpatine, not the Jedi. But he doesn't. He doesn't do that. No. Um, and the rest is history. Man, that I think what you can pull out of that is how it's interesting how your your mindset changes the older you get. The more mature you get, the more game time that you have. Yeah, I think that's exactly where we were going with this. So today we're going to talk about game day preparation. Oh, yeah. Love it. What is game day preparation? Man, I mean, depends what you look at it. But anyone who listens to this who's an athlete knows exactly what we're talking about. But for any anyone that has never experienced an athletic uh, like game, getting ready for it, it's I mean, you wake up, it's game day and man, you got you got some music playing in the morning. You, you got a little, you know, some calm butterflies flying around a little bit in your tum tum mm-hmm. and you're just things are going through your head. What's this going to look like? What's that going to look like? What are we doing practice this week? And uh, get your little pregame meal and man, get into the pitch or the field, getting ready. Maybe some, there's some music playing there. Just there's nothing like it getting in the zone for some type of competition. Nothing like it's it. It's truly great. I remember growing up as a kid and having the like the I played football, like peewee football, or the hell you want to call it. And yeah, the morning of getting to the field, there's dew on the grass and like it, mm-hmm. the game didn't mean anything. The game was probably a train wreck from an adult perspective. <laughs> but like I the whole thing, you do it because it's fun and like it's exciting and it's yeah. challenging and you don't yeah. really get that how much you're growing from that challenge of playing this game because you're too busy having fun. So going into college now, we both played rugby. Yep. That fun still exists, but now there's a certain pressure. There's certain added motivations to it because we want to do well. We want to win. We want to be the best that we can. And we want to make our mark on the team Mm -hmm. and be remembered and being, and be acknowledged that we got skills or like we got, we got the work ethic and we want to, you know, make a name for ourselves. Right. So in order to get those things, you have to prepare mentally, physically, not just the day of, but leading up to the game, Mm. the season. Mm -hmm. So preparation truly is everything to your success. Yep. Yeah. Your hard work in the off season, which I always knew, like, I mean, if you're an athlete, you always understand that like off season training is hugely important, but to be honest, I think for me, it took longer. The older I got, the more I realized like how important off season training was. Cause I remember coming in, in high school, like coming into a rugby season, generally it was rugby cause there was less prep for rugby. You come in and you're pretty out of shape, but like you have some, you have some preseason time before your first game to sort of get yourself there. And it doesn't take quite as much, but now as we're a little older and playing at a, still competitive but more social level you have to be prepared before you get to the get to the field before you get to practice Mm -hmm. you have to put in the work otherwise 
it's not going to be fun and you're not going to perform well, most likely. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Especially as kids, you naturally have more energy, more <laughs> more will to go do things just because it is fun. And as an adult, you're like you said, it is not fun to go get your ass kicked and be sore as hell the next day mm-hmm. or for a week or get hurt because you didn't prepare. Yep. So let's focus on the college game of rugby in particular. How would you prepare for a game the day of? Sure. Yeah, I think it it all starts when you know you wake up. For me, I was always up pretty early. And so you wake up. And generally, I would eat something pretty light first thing as soon as I got up. And um, I never was a big believer in like pregame meals right, you know, before a game, an hour before a game. I never felt good. They never I just I didn't enjoy it. I actually a lot of times, especially if it was an away game, going into a game like fasted was a pretty regular thing for me. So. But yeah, I mean, getting some music on, kind of getting some some things pumping in your brain. So getting your brain working first. Mm-hmm. And then I always like to get to the field a little bit earlier and not necessarily to have more warm-up time, but just to like sit there and uh, be a part of the feeling and see the field and, you know, envision, you know, what we're going to do down there, what we're going to do down here on this part of the field or whatever. So that was all really important for me. And away games was always tougher because especially when we were driving multiple hours, but it all kind of looked the same. And if we had access to like getting taped up or whatever, stuff like that. But then an hour before the game, you start moving, you start like jogging around, getting some stretches in, throwing the ball around. And then for me, I like a shorter warm-up period that's more like focused and explosive rather than like let's do an hour of drawn out like practice almost. So um but yeah, I and getting your head right. And it looks a lot different like for every person. For me, rugby is best played when relaxed and not so tightly wound. So uh, getting myself to a relaxed state where I'm not as anxious and I can just play, play the game, have fun and perform without really thinking about it too much. So I'd absolutely agree with that because we've played with uh, guys that have come from overseas. I'm thinking of uh, what's his name? Rory in particular mm-hmm. he came from Ireland. Yep. I think you were gone at that point. Yeah, year it was you, a but... year after I left. Regardless, we've all played with guys over from overseas yeah. that come over here and like their calmness and the resolve just because I don't know really why you can't. I'm not sure if I can pinpoint it and be correct. But in my view was they've been playing it for so long, the game. Yeah. So many more years than us. And they're just extremely fluid, calm and collected. It's going to play our rugby game for them would be like going to grocery shop for us. Mm-hmm. We're just we're not freaking out and gripping the cart and and jerking down the aisles and grabbing things and putting them back on the shelf and then throwing them in the cart. Right. It's we're just grocery shopping And to them. That was kind of a similar approach to the game was just relax. It's going to be a game that we play. We've done it a thousand times. We've have our reps and ultimately the preparation and the experience is going to lead us through to be successful 
regardless if it's a win or not. And I think the more you can relax into that mindset before the game, like you said, getting there a little bit early and just being at the pitch. And like, I liked, I agree with that towards my later games at CMU getting there and just being on the field and looking at the lines Mm -hmm. and like looking at the grass and not like getting like introspective, but like looking at the grass and be like, there could be a ruck there. Like, what am I going to do? What's that going to look like for me as a scrum half passing it to the left, passing it to the right Right. or a scrum here? What's that going to look like with the defense? Like start, start to envision these things is so important rather than going in willy nilly thinking that it's, everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Cause there's actually, actually like there's studies that (laughs) go on um, for athletes that participate in, uh, in vision training or, or mental like vision awareness beforehand, like almost like meditation where they're going through steps of the game yeah. in their head. And once they get out there, their success rate like skyrockets. Yep. I'm not sure exactly how they measured it, but it's true. And I think it's something that everybody should take advantage of. Mm-hmm. I, one of the things I found really interesting about what you just said was, so talking about like, guys who have come and played with us overseas. Yeah. Like I played with a bunch of guys from Australia, you know, Pacific islands, whatever, when I was out in Colorado and you're right, like it is a totally different mindset to approach the game. I think part of that is in America, especially with football, I think more so with football than other sports that I've been a part of is the attitude when you're going into a game where the team you're going up against is the enemy. Like you have to kill them. They are, they are standing in front of you and glory and they are, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, you don't like them. You hate them. You're told that they are your rival. That is the person across from you is what, I mean, uh, the enemy. So, you know, you didn't get to be friends with the other squad. You didn't, I mean, yeah, you did. You wanted to win so bad and you looked at them and you hate and you hated them. And that drip, it made you, it, for me, it was more of a drive. Like I'm going to dominate the guy across from me on every single play because, you know, this team is our rival, whatever, but moving into rugby, even in high school rugby and more so in college, like, Everyone is in a, in the same community and rugby is a totally different culture. So yeah, like you go out and you play really hard and you guys bash each other up on the field. But then after, you know, you enjoy a meal together, you have a couple beers and you talk about the game. And it, my coach in high school always said like, you're going to go and lie to the other team about what happened during the game. So you guys can get along type thing. Mm-hmm. But it's a, if, I mean, you make, you a lot of times will make friends that way. And you get to know the other team. So it's less like, I hate these guys. It's just, it becomes more of a thing where you can go into and be more confident. Like we're going to go in and take care of business. And then we're going to go and lie to the guys after about how good they did, even though we just want, or you know what I mean? We just won. (laughs) So, and part of that is just used, like you said, playing the game for so long, you just start to get really confident in your abilities. And it becomes less about like how psyched up you are at any given moment because you're thinking you have, I mean, you're thinking about game plan and whatever and just relaxed and kind of in the moment. 
So that's the thing too with rugby. It, it when, with the difference between football, we talked about it earlier. Is football there's a play and then up to a thirty or forty second break, yes, or whatever yep. the game clock is, right? So you have a five to nine second play. I think nine seconds is the average or the maximum time kind of that football plays last. Yeah, that's such a short amount of time. So it's easy to get psyched up and put in all of that effort with rugby. You have those little bouts of effort, but ultimately you have to be thinking about not just what you're into right now, not just this ruck, Mm -hmm. but what's going to happen next and next and next, especially as a fly half or a scrum half because you're calling out the plays. As forwards, you're a little more directed and you're just not, you did that ruck, now you're listening. Where do I have to go next? So you're constantly have to use your head. So if you don't have your head about you, you're a huge liability on the field. Oh yeah. Even if you are psyched up, and like positive and ready to go. We've played with players that have been like so amped up and jittery that they can't even catch a ball. Mm -hmm. And these were like former linemen or whatever that never caught a ball in football anyway, or never touched a ball. So this is a new thing to them. Like you have to be relaxed and collected, but still focused on maximum or focused on physical effort. Yeah. I have a great example of that actually, because it's totally Everything you just said is 100% accurate. Uh, last spring, spring of 2019, showed up to a game. I, I mean, I was, I had it in my head. Like, I'm going to be psyched as shit for this game. I'm going to listen to, in like, whatever the pregame music is that just is going to, you know, like, get me just ready to rock. And I went into this game with this really aggressive attitude and man the first half of that game was long story short of it is it was just bad I played bad I was unfocused I was upset like I almost pulled myself out of the game because I was so frustrated that like couldn't catch couldn't I I ran the ball a couple times and like I had the ball stripped from me like I wasn't focused because I was just like man I was just trying so hard to be in that killer space and Mm -hmm. at halftime a teammate of mine came up and said, dude, you're, you're trying too hard. Just have fun. And I was like, all right, you know, like, okay, just have fun. Like you're out here to have fun. And so the next, the second half was man, a complete one, complete one eighty, And it was, mm-hmm. it was all relaxed. I know how to play rugby. I've played rugby for 15 years, 14 years. Like I know how to play. Just do that. And don't worry about it. Like you're like, just do what you know, be in the right positions where you know where to be and just have fun. And it was a completely different experience. And it was really eye opening for me that don't take it so seriously, because when you do a lot of times it, I mean, it just, it's not there during a rugby game. You're going to have ups and downs. where like, we're on the five meter line and we're punching it in. Like, yeah, get psyched get ready to rock somebody because that's where you need to be in that moment. But the majority of the time, like you need to be in a place where you can think clearly and just, and just play. So it's crazy how I, and I experienced that and I had never really experienced that before. And I mean, it was a huge eye opener for me. I think that is why, we struggled your senior year at CMU is because we forgot how to have fun. And it's so easy to say, just go have fun. 
don't forget to have fun. Anybody who hears that, that might just like go right over their head because they feel like it doesn't apply to them. Yeah, well, yeah. If you're really, if you're really, <laughs> it's just important to always remember, even if it is something you hear so much, you need to hear it more. Because like I said from the beginning, you don't start a sport as a child because you want to win. That's just right. not inherently in a child's brain. You you play because it's fun. Right. And you can never lose that. And our last year at CMU, uh, the year that I was captain, we we tried we, so hard. To we just, tried so yeah. hard to go just, and that was reflective of the leadership. Just go play hard, win, get jacked up. Let's go fucking beat these guys' asses. Yeah. Without a real game plan, without actually knowing, honestly knowing each other on or off the field, right. Very well. We were friends. <laughs> I mean, I could go through the fourteen starters and two of them I knew more than three or four things about them. Yeah. Which is not good enough. Yeah. So and and that translates on the field in ways of not trusting each other, not having fun. And then ultimately the losses come, the bad plays happen during the game. The blame stack the blame up game. the blame. Yeah. The finger fingers start being pointed. Yep. And you end up with a winless season. Yeah. And, and man, that's yeah, absolutely those things Honestly, glad it happened. At this point, it doesn't affect me. In the moment, it was heartbreaking. But ultimately, these things are what you can grow from. And hopefully, you can catch it early enough in the season where, like, okay, we had one shitty game like that. It's not happening anymore. Let's implement mm -hmm. some things. Either game day, let's get together and play a warm-up game of some sort, like something fun. Yeah. Or during practice, make it funner. Yep. Do something outside of practice. Get to know each other. Ultimately, those things are going to tie into how you perform together on game day. I think that you hit on a really key piece that the longer I've played, especially rugby and looking back on it, like football, too, in a lot of ways. But the camaraderie that you attain with your teammates uh, is something that is unmatched in any other like realm I mean, it's like sports, if you're in the military, like, and you have a squad, you know what I mean? Like, it's that idea of these are my brothers and I'm taking the field with them. And the, the teams that have been the most cohesive that I've been a part of, like, we're, we're out there, we're having fun. Again, like you said, you're out there to have, a, like, have a good time. Yeah, you want to win, but you're out there, you're having fun and you're playing for each other. You know what I mean? You're not getting down on each other. You're just being you're a group of brothers that are on the same side and you're all working together towards one goal. And that's something that the longer I've played, the more I definitely am like, that was huge. Like on this team, this is why I mean, we were so successful because we had great athletes and we had great relationships with each other. You know what I mean? And the teams where maybe I that maybe the talent wasn't there, but whatever. But really, if you're not going out and not having fun and you're not playing for each other, then you're probably not going to be very successful. Because I've been, a, you've been part of those teams, right? I have, where it's like me, me, me. I want to score tries. I want to score touchdowns. And I don't care about if we win or lose. And so for me, the game day mindset has sort of evolved to every time I step out onto the rugby field, I'm grateful. And I am, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be out here again and play with this group of guys and just enjoy it. You know what I mean? Cause there's no yeah. point in, 
and you know blaming each other and whatever so anytime i get a chance to just be out there with whoever i'm with i'm happy i'm grateful and it 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 makes my soul happy but the other piece of that is and we touched on this is like the pregame pregame uh preparation so stuff that happens prior you know before the game what is that i mean the older you get you have to be more prepared but what does that look like yeah i think to prepare i mean ultimately we're talking about trying to get in the zone so the zone or your flow state like if you so it's tough i've played basketball i'm trying to relate it but when you're when i was playing basketball sometimes or you're playing video games or something that you really love, you like lose track of time or you're driving your car and you're like, how the fuck did I get home? I just, thought, <laughs> you know, you're in that flow state of like your brain is turned off. Yeah. And you're just functioning in the ways that are just so natural to you that it just, it just happens. Right. So that's the state that we want to be at in our games. And that happens with experience. If you're going out to play your first rugby game, it's not going to happen. You're going to be worried about making mistakes. It's just not going to be there. But after seasons of experience, we're both over 10 years of experience. And hopefully people are listening, have a couple of years. But to get in that flow state is key. Yep. So I remember one game in particular. It was against Northern Illinois. It was such a close game. Down to the wire. We were going back and forth. I think we were leading a drive to go win the game and close to the 80th minute. And I don't remember. I remember key points, but I don't remember any sequences. Mm-hmm. I was just in a flow state. My passes were just on the money. Yeah, Our runs were dynamite. And we were just literally charging down the field and there was nothing they could do to stop it. Yep. And that was the probably the best and most focused game i think we have ever played Mm -hmm. i've ever been a part of just because of i achieved that flow state and i remember that was one game it was a year after i was captain we had a huge competition for scrum half and i was playing that position and that was a game that i started so i'm like all right i'm starting i'm fucking doing everything right today yeah which in retrospect i should have been doing these things every game regardless (laughs) but I'm like, I'm starting, so it was a little bit about me. I was younger, though, selfish. So I'm going, I'm getting there early, I'm preparing, I'm going to go out there, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like do what I know how to do best, and that's what happened. Yeah. So I think achieving the pregame thing, the way I went about it that day, I barely slept the night before, but when I was up in bed, I was envisioning what I was going to do on the field, and I was yeah. super excited about it. I was so, just antsy and, and uppity and like, I'm going to do this and this and, and I'm going to tackle people. And I got to the game or the pitch and I was working with Logan on my tackling. So that was always the weakest part of my game. I'm off in the corner practicing that. Um, what were you going to say? So, yeah, I was just going to say like re- rehearsing your performance and game plan. Like yeah, every coach I've ever had has talked about like go home tonight, eat a good meal, drink a lot of water and think about what you're going to do tomorrow. Think about the situation. So, yeah, I mean, when you have like, I mean, achieving that flow state is really tough in a, especially in a game. Uh, It's hard to get there because you feel like you have so much thinking to do, but I like with the visualization piece of it, 
was there anything that you did specifically because that is a huge piece of it. Was there anything you did specifically to get yourself in the right, you know, the right zone to do that? Did you think about anything specific while you were visual as like visualizing how, I mean, what did that look like for you? It looked like to me that I knew I had something to prove. I think that is what started my focus. Like that really narrowed me in on, I need to perform well. Yeah. And it was a certain level of pressure that was appropriate on myself and from others. Yeah. It wasn't a pressure to do this or you're failing, you're out. It was a pressure to, we've lost in Northern Illinois, this game specifically, we lost to NIU several years in a row in heartbreaking fashion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At the time we lost in the playoffs and the next year we lost by a little bit. It was always close. So I'm like, we're not doing it this time. Yeah. And I think collectively as a group, we all agreed on, on that without saying it. Yep. And it just, it, it communicated itself in our play. So as far as, as visualization, I, I could say some really obvious things like go watch film, go watch other rugby players and what they do, watch what they're doing and their position during their game. You could say, the practice and the reps and the experience are is what going to give you your visualization, your visualization and how you feel on the field. Yeah. I think those are key. I also think that for me, that second to last year and my super senior year meditation was huge. Mm-hmm. And that was not always before a game, but that was in general in life. I would do that a couple minutes a day, a couple times a week. Ultimately, I felt like I had something to prove. Yeah. And I I don't I think I'm the type of person what if I really do start getting pushing myself against a wall or I feel like other people are pushing me against the wall because I'm not doing what I know I need to do, mm-hmm. then I will that is the time that I really step up and and transcend who I used to be, which early on in rugby at CMU, I sucked at tackling. I wasn't a strong vocal leader. And ultimately, the reason why I never progressed or, or started was my defense. Mm-hmm. So when it became apparent to me, really apparent and apparent to other people as well, like the whispers of, why the fuck can't this kid tackle? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, go to the sideline. I don't know if they were actually saying that, but that's how I felt. And I could kind of see it in their faces. Yeah. Like, okay, well, that's not going to be my story. And in a certain ways, I think you do need to be selfish in those respects. Like look inside what is really, what is holding you back about your game? If it's defense, if it's passing, if it's kicking and you're, you know, if you're a kicker or whatever, you need to improve something there. Yeah. If it's your strength, your, your speed, then you need to fix that because that's going to, if you just stay stagnant and you don't do any work on these things, you don't prepare, then that is going to be your story. Mm-hmm. It very well could have been my story where I, I had one really strong year. I became captain. We lost every game, got voted out. And then I bitched and moaned and whined because I wasn't on the field anymore because I couldn't make a fucking tackle. Right. So I don't know where I'm going with that anymore, but I think the main takeaway would be if I, if I could wrap it up was, you know, look at your weaknesses, 
and improve them every day. Reps, practice, experience is ultimately what what is going to prepare you best for your game. Yeah. I think you hit on like what I'm thinking of is the confidence piece of the pregame mindset. Like you have to be proactive with your confidence before a competition or a match or a game or whatever, because that's a big part of the visual visualization, right? So like in rugby, your visual, my, my confident visual visualization, why is that so hard for me to say right now? But the, the confident visual visualization is going to be like in every scrum, I'm going to get low. I'm not going to be pushed back from the guy across from me. I'm going to win that battle individually so that I can provide a strong base for the scrum to the whole scrum to win the ball. Right. So, and that's every time I will not be pushed back. I will not move back the like, and that's, and, and that's my confident idea. The guy will not be able to move me. And mm-hmm. most of the time that has been accurate, but I go into every single scrum. Like I might not push you down the field, but you're not going to move me. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm you talking about like the you're you're talking about confidence so going into a tackle you know that you need to be more confident going into it so you're practicing that my biggest weakness always and still is is just conditioning like i've always been a pretty proficient tackler i've always been a bigger guy that can handle myself in a lot of different situations the biggest downfall is conditioning and it's that for me is a big point of you know, my confidence when I can go into a game, I played, I was only able to play one game of rugby in the fall uh, for a new team here in Michigan. Cause work just didn't line up well, but I went into that game being super confident. I just moved back from Colorado. My lungs felt good at a lower elevation. And I was like, man, I got this. And I played 80 minutes of the game at a pretty high level even though I broke my nose and got a concussion, <laughs> I like, I mean, I felt good, but I went into that game like, yeah, I'm going to feel good and I'm going to push through it. Um, so I think that the confidence piece within, you know, working through what the game is going to look like, what you're going to do in whatever situation is a huge piece of it because in your visualization, if you see yourself getting trucked in a, by a guy running the ball because you didn't get low enough, I mean, what's going to happen. But if you see yourself like making that confident tackle or like making a confident run or, you know what I mean? Like whatever, then that's, I mean, you're going to live into that more often than not in my experience, at least. So I think, yeah, I mean that the confidence coming into it and that just applies even more to the off season training. Right. So even more in the pregame mindset is, your, you know, your confidence and your visualization and all that, but like being physically prepared for whatever is going to come your way is, I think that's, I mean, I think that's the biggest piece of it, in my opinion. Yeah, there's no better tool than that, really. Um, if, if your body can do the things, you're not going to have to worry about like, man, I got to really, I got to jog to the next breakdown or like, you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. You're not worried about being able to keep up. You're worried about what am I going to do while I'm up with this, you know, I'm up with the ruck or I'm up with the scrum. You know? Where can I get involved next? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all 
Awesome. Do you have, do you want to add anything else to this? <sighs> I think like reinforcing the gratitude piece. Uh, and I would say that, you know, even if, if you're a high schooler and you're listening to this, like even more so because you just, you don't really know how long your athletic career is going to go on. But every time you step on the field, you step on the court, you step on a mat, like whatever your sport is, like you step in the gym for like a competition, like gratitude, be grateful that you get to be there and you get to compete. And I think that that elevates your mindset to a different place, like takes the pressure off a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. So yeah, absolutely, especially as you get older and do sprints and do weightlifting and be do in sprints, shape, do weightlifting. <laughs> that is like, that is literally baseline. <laughs> Don't be out of shape when you come into competition. Otherwise it probably is going to be no fun. <laughs> yeah. You're probably going to have a bad time. Yeah. So that's great. Game day prep. I, I think we are ready to wrap it up. eh? Let's wrap her up. All right. We will be back next week. Forge on. There you go. To all you ruggers and to all you warriors out there, thank you for tuning in and listening to the podcast. Remember, we are here with you along your journey to break that game line, to score that try, or to make that game-saving tackle. Make sure you find us on Instagram at Rugby Warrior Podcast, and you can listen to us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. So until next Friday, we are the Rugby Warrior Podcast, and we are with you.